Holy moly, it's Friday. We finally get to do this in the pits. This is Right Off Track with your host, Courtney Enders, Flow Drag Racing's only drag racing podcast. And we've got one of my very good buddies here. We're going to get to him in a second. You get to be a part of my little intro today, TJ. So this is something we've dreamt of doing for a really long time. Right Off Track at its conceptual days. In the studio, sounds good. But we are literally right off track. We are at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the NHRA Four Wide Vegas Nationals. And I've got... Now your massive introduction, TJ Coughlin, Troy Coughlin Jr., you know who he is, Jegs.com extraordinaire, dynasty of the sport, winningest person I know. We won't talk about the other guys. But, guys, this is one of my best friends, races with us at Elite Motorsports, Troy Coughlin Jr. Give us a little howdy, Troy. What's up, Flo? Man, it's an honor to be on the show. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, great to be here. I just love racing. So, guys, I want to give you a little insight. I never make this polish. Right off track is exactly right off track. It is 9 o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas here. I don't know when this is going to air, probably later this afternoon because we love a Friday show. But Troy took time out of his day, got here early. As you can see, the ladies and gentlemen are back there getting these cars ready for Q1 today. But I just really want to say thank you because you and I have talked about something like this for a really long time. We've talked about podcasts. We've talked about merch. We've talked about all the crazy ideas and nothing really we just don't have time to bring things to fruition so i think this is like that first domino of of what we're doing but first things first i want you to just kind of tell the world if flow racing doesn't know drag racing what's your race and why they should know you well i mean first of all this is uh this is your and your guys is your team show so you're doing the work so really thank you i mean what you guys are doing for our sport of drag racing and, and motorsports in general is absolutely huge so just getting us out there and, and putting us uh at the forefront of entertainment is is absolutely fabulous so thank you first and foremost so i just i love motorsports in general i like it all so uh you know ask away heck what do you want to know okay the main thing i want to know and i think people who aren't even in drag racing they recognize that logo on your head we're going to get this out of the way first you come from the family that built one of the biggest dynasties in motorsports but i'm not going to talk about the business i want to talk about why drag racing? Your whole family does so many different things. You've got drag racers, you've got what we call the roundy round boys and girls, but what was it about your young journey and getting into juniors and stuff that made you decide that quarter mile racing is your home? Well, it's definitely a journey for sure. Um, I just love the, the competitiveness of, of NHRA drag racing. It's very competitive. It's very brutal, uh, especially pro stock drag racing. It's um, extremely brutal. You know, you're racing people like, you know, Erica and Greg and Dallas Glenn and, and Aaron Stanfield and heck everybody. It's it's such tight drag racing. It's you're you're looking at thousands of a second that, that make a difference. I mean if you're short one gear and if you're running up on the chip just a little bit one gear that makes a, a thousandth of a second a difference and, and you're you're not there. So it's uh I like that. I like whatever it takes. I like the uh, the consistency of the work that it takes to become a great driver, and I like that part of the journey. And I think I like chasing perfection. That's something I don't know that I'll ever achieve is perfection, but the fact that I'm chasing it, I, I really like that. Well, before we dive into your, your racing career, I want to talk a little bit about TJ as the person. TJ, my friend, you have got an extraordinary family, even outside the, the Coughlin boys and everything like that. Your wife, 
Brenna, one of my very good friends as well. And you've got the cutest little girl, Aubrey. We're seeing it up on the screen there. That was a special moment at the Gator Nationals. Talk a little bit about your family and how important it is to have them involved. You know, just the support of my wife, Brenna. She's uh, she's an angel, man. She puts up with a lot. Literal angel, the, y'all. Y'all don't even know. Travel <laughs> and uh, just the, the, the work that it takes to get out here is uh, unbelievable. So, yeah, you know, she's she's definitely a saint and my little one uh, Aubrey she uh, she likes it she plays with uh, Hot Wheels and cars and she's got a really nice Barbie Jeep that she likes <laughs> she doesn't really play with dolls very often which is, is fine by me that's cool so uh, she's into it so you could see a, a junior dragster as soon as she uh, becomes of age which I think is five or six I think it's five now which is wild are you that's so you young. you're good with that you're good with sending this down another generation of the Coughlin family as soon as she tells me that's what she wants to do then we're all in with all hands and feet I can't wait. I'm going to be set. We did a little baby race at the Houston Raceway Park, the last race, and she actually is the baby champion of the world. I don't know what the name is. But um, on the other side of that, as I said, another generation of Coughlins. Um, we've got a pretty awesome picture here of your dad and grandpa and you after you won the Gator Nationals. Now this, if you guys don't know drag racing and don't know this family, I witnessed this moment from right there. This was so special. Talk a little bit about what you're thinking as you look at that. Wow. You know, uh, a lot of conversations, whether it be at, at breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or over the phone, or, um, you know, just a lot of questions asked to my dad about driving, or my grandfather about about driving or my uncle jag about you know driving and <laughs> and uh i've got a lot of really good resources for help and and uh i'm just i'm definitely the luckiest kid in the pits i've i've probably reiterated that maybe 30 plus times i think over 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 a period of a few years but um and i can't say it enough between erica and the, the help here at elite plus my family um it's definitely an emotional sport too have an awesome help like that and uh just growing up in the sport just like you did yep and uh you, you've got fun. a different end of it you've gotten here mm -hmm. we've got with your your dad and your sister like the entire family people i have reiterated this on every show that i've had it is wild how drag racing is literally in the blood like we can say it all day long but there's there's families like yours and mine and really anybody in the pit that it's so evident of that but you growing up a little bit different not only did you guys do this for pleasure you did this as a business so just you know if anybody out there in the flowverse isn't familiar with the family business of jigs give them a little rundown sure we we did it as a as a sales tool to advertise our company of jigs.com uh, just a company that sold high performance uh, hot rod parts whether you had a 68 camaro or your daily driver we had something for you um you know, you want to put an intake manifold on your 68 Camaro, we, we got it. Uh, if you want to put some spark plugs in your daily driver, we got them. Anything you can think of. If you want a lawn chair in your garage like I have, you got them. We got them. Heck, I think it's part number 555-2000. That's the part number. Uh, they're they're there and they're ready to ship today. It's a it's a great company. I've I've learned how to get along there. That's I went to Jegs University, right out of high school. I went to work. I mean, I worked during high school. It's full of wonderful people that have great values, and um, I owe I owe my entire life to that uh, that entire company and everybody there. That's for certain. My entire my father, his father, his brothers. Um, 
It's just been so much fun. It's it's almost like a university at, at Jags. It is. It's almost like a weird family too. And and if you're out at the racetrack, those of you watching, if you come out to the racetrack, it's Summit or it's Jags, and it's not hateful, but it is. We rep our colors and it's it's the black and yellow even before you were racing for us like you pick a side it's like do you bank at chase or do you bank at wells fargo where's your home and i have always been team jags just because my dad was jags but um growing up i knew that jags was important to the sport of drag racing not just because of who the family was and all of that but the amount of resources that you guys put into making sportsmen such a hit out here. Put a little bit on uh, the Jags All-Stars and, and why you guys choose to continuously support that. Well, it's uh, it's such an exciting sport. It's an exciting race. You know, you take some of the best racers from all seven divisions of the NHRA, which is a regional-based race uh, from all the classes and the sportsman drag racing. So, you know, it's it's important because those are our customers. They're, they're buying pieces and parts for their cars and whether they're, you know, their trucks, trailers, motorhomes, they're small pieces that you can buy at Jags. And that's just a way to give back, just to, to host a race that, that we can pay back and, and have something that they can that they can race for. And it's extremely exciting. And we're uh, really excited to host it at Dallas this year. And NHRA is going to give them a great surface to race on, and we can't wait to watch. I've uh, qualified for it one time at Top Alcohol Dragster. And I got busted in the semifinals, and it, it's just to qualify for it's extremely Way tough. tough. It's extremely tough. I, I was close in Super Comp one, two, well, a couple times, and I was second. I missed it. So it was pretty close, and man, I was devastated. It's such a cool program. That's one of the ones that no matter what's going on in the pit, I make sure to get my ass up to the starting line and watch it because it is the best of the best. And, and just as a sportsman racer my whole life, I think that's why I was so drawn to you guys and drawn to the company and the family because I understand the commitment that it takes and to be able to support that. So I'm planning on that little sentimental deal, but thank you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun and it's an absolute honor to be a part of and it's going to keep going. Talk a little bit about your daily life. So we know you're out here. We're going to talk about your racing stuff, but when when TJ goes back home, what does TJ do? He's probably up at about five in the morning, and he's going right to work. He, if, if I'm not, you know, on a on a treadmill for a little bit, and then we head right into Jags, and I'm in the web content department and the web marketing and web dev department. Uh, I worked for a guy named Terry Cook in the web content department at Jags. So, if a new part comes in and needs loaded to the website. I'm the one who gets to type it into the content system and add the items you may need. So if you see an error or something that's not well, then that's not typed, you, then. right? <laughs> it probably was me. More than likely, it was. <laughs> so you're juggling all of this. You're balancing it. It's so cool to me because as you and I have become friends, I always knew you guys and knew who you were and was friendly, but. Over the past few years that you've been here, you and I have, I think, a little bit of a special bond. We're both um, kind of in a similar space in our families, and sure. we're both very close to our siblings and very close to our dads. And, you know, I've tried to, to make my dad proud my whole life, just like you have. But your sister's got all kinds of stuff going on. There's you and I after you won the last race. You know me. I never I never pass up a selfie. Got um, but I really, really, truly feel like you and I have become friends on a different level. And... 
I think that it's a, a misconception that when people see such a big organization like we have, and I really hope that doesn't screw this up, um, when they see such a big organization like we have, they think that it's all business and all play. But talk a little bit about what this team and the dynamic and the friendships that we made. Well, that's that's just why this this team is special. It is is the just the the system that it has and the family aspect that it actually has. It just has so much to it that it's just like my family, and there's just such a connection that it's just like racing for my family. So they're just it's just too good of a fit. It's just so much fun, and it just it makes me want to win that much more. It's just it's too exciting not to want to be here. It is, and, and I've been at this team for 10 years now, and when I heard you guys were coming over, like, my little inner girl, like, got so excited to do that, but I think that that's something that people overlook about what goes on out here, and yes, we want to win races, and we want to have pictures with lollies and stuff, but, like, this is what it's all about, and you being able to wake up early to come help me out with this, like, it's immeasurable, the friendships that we make out here, and as soon as they're done, I'm going to go beat every one of their asses for this, because this way, they were on strict rules to not do that um, so we're going to transition a little bit here hopefully this will calm down but we're going to transition into your racing career so like most people in this world you started out the junior ranks so went from junior ranks talk a little bit about post junior in your sportsman days super gas and all of that yeah i didn't really run the junior dragster very much my dad was always on the pro stock circuit so I was always kind of, you know, in school and, and uh, really went with my dad a lot and really studied the pro stock stuff a lot and the super class stuff a lot. Just watched that and really enjoyed that. So I didn't really get the races off as you guys did. But then went, uh, as soon as I turned 16, was racing in my Uncle John's dragster that he's had, just kind of on jack stands and got my license and just went racing race as much as I could through my end of my high school years and just tried to learn, learn the dialing process with my Uncle Jag and uh, Tony Collier, Rick Roster, the guys in the shop. And uh, as the years rolled on, we hired a guy named Justin Beaver and I raced with him for uh, a lot of years. Super gas, super comp, top dragster, high dollar bracket racing was extremely challenging. Um, and then won a lot of really cool races. Everybody in our shop, they just, they work so hard to maintain such awesome equipment. So we've always had amazing help and amazing equipment. There was no reason not to, not to do well. So we've, we've uh, always had a, a great advantage. It's been a lot of fun. Onward we win. Talk to me a little bit. Thank the Lord. Talk it's a, it's to a me. great sound. Listen, though. this My is God, right off track awesome. here. This is the kind of stuff you guys are going to get. So I tried to read your lips, and I think I knew all the things that you said there. But I want to really hit on the U.S. Nationals. And much like the Jags All-Stars, important races stick out in your career. But when you won that very first U.S. Nationals, was that like solidification of this is where what I'm doing? Well, I think by the time Monday rolls around, when you're in sportsman in the U.S. Nationals, you by the time you roll into the arch for the semis on Monday, your stomach hurts, your eyes are bloodshot, because on Sunday, your, your let's see, fifth round was 8 a.m., and sixth round was 9 p.m. Right. And You've you're, been there eight you're, days. You're tired. <laughs> you were there since that Monday prior, because you got there to park. It's an eight-round race. 
and you're just tired, but you're ready. And I mean, you're 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 praying every day. Just let me get through this day. Let me make <laughs> one, it one more, more day. day. Let me let me let me win this last round to get to the next day, and I'll worry about the day after the next day. And we won the race. So I'll I'll never forget that. It's uh it's an extreme memory. Um, yeah, it's an absolute honor. What a I love the history of dragons, and that's something that I've always held near and dear for my grandfather. And I've got a lot of old pictures and, and a lot of old stuff from when he ran. So there's a lot of a lot of appreciation there. When you win the U.S. Nationals, and I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a little deep here. You come from a family where almost success is expected, right? You and I have these kind of off-the-wall conversations all the time. I'm a little, I'm a self-claimed black sheep of my family. I kind of run in my own lane. I like to prove myself and do my own thing as I'm sitting in the back of my sister's pit using it for uh, notoriety. But when you come out of a family that is almost expected for that, and you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, what did that do for you as like, you know, and I'm not saying you didn't ever think this, but like, I belong here and like, did it prove anything or is that not how you roll? Uh, you know, I never really thought of it that way. I just really uh, was just kind of have my blinders on and wanted to do it uh, for myself. You know, okay. I, I had my own goals. I remember, uh, let's see, I was a junior or a senior in high school. I went to Richmond National. I think I was 18 and I was 37 on the tree in the first round. I was racing, racing Billy Lieber. And I just missed it. This guy remembers everything, y'all. He can spit this stuff out. It's insane. I thought to myself, I, I can't, you can't do that. You can't miss it. So I just, I said, I'm going to go home over the winter. Richmond was the end of the year then. I'm going to practice every night. I'm going to put consistent work in and practice as much as I can. I'm going to hit the practice tree, a national event size tree on a trans brake button just like mine. And I want to work at it. I want to put the work in needed, just almost like a basketball player dribbles a ball. He dribbles it in his sleep because it's second-hand yep. nature. If I were to practice and, and hit a tree like that and just work at it and make it second-hand nature, that I could be better at it. And that's that was my goal, and I did get a little bit better at it. Now, you still miss it. I mean, you're, you're going to miss it. it. It's hard to be really good up front on the starting line every single time. You just, you just have to have a lot of peace and acceptance with, with your results and, and just do the best you can with what you have at, at the time being but but you gotta practice you gotta work at it that's that's for certain but yeah that's, you transitioned me perfectly there you have no idea you gotta have peace with what you're doing and how it goes now with that being said i want to talk about the last five years of your career so you went pro mod racing top fuel racing back to top alcohol racing and then to pro stock racing now Again, I'm going to get real with you here because you're my friend. People from the outside may have taken your journey as kind of like this. Like, why is he going this way and back that way? But I want to get into your transition from, first off, your decision to go top field racing. Because I'd be thinking you're nuts for that, which that stuff is so cool. But what made you want to go stomp on that loud pedal? Well, you know... Uh... It's, it's uh, you know, I've always loved the history of the sport. That's uh, that's a career, you know, that's a neat deal. Oh, what there an, them what candles an opportunity. Lit. Oh, it's, it was neat. When everything worked on those cars, it was uh, and it was fast. You know, that was uh, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Go race for uh, Conrad Coletta, Jim Oberhofer, and uh, Rob Flynn. Those guys were awesome. Um, you know, it was just 
a neat idea. I was running pro mod that was fast. You know, I liked going fast. Um, then you were. I just want to go fast. Paid driver. <laughs> you know, you were a paid driver, and I wanted to see what that was like. And and uh, you know, life has a cyclical nature. Yeah. You know, you you live through the the ups and the downs, and it's just all about how you how you come back from the downs and and how you deal with the ups and how you learn. You know, and how you how you work with it. You know, that's that's what it's all about, you know, in any sport that you do. I always massively respected I don't know why you did it, I don't know the back end of it. We weren't teammates then yet, but I respected the fact that when you stopped racing top fuel and went back alcohol racing and you guys put in that work. You have you had a team that was incredible. You won. I have all the accolades here. You can spit them out. You know exactly what you won. Four events in twenty seventeen. You finished fourth. Um, you had a great crew over there, and they're still banging it out in, in the, with all smoke. But what was the goal for that? What was the what was the game plan for for going to top alcohol after top fuel? Alcohol was just to go get some experience and something that I thought I should have did first, have done first, uh, and just to go get laps in a longer car that was fast and that was the pre-court of top fuel, and to go and try and get some more sponsorship to get back into top fuel. And it just, you know, it was hard to find somebody that wanted to put more money back into yeah. Top Fuel. And Rich and Richie McPhillips and everybody on that car, they did such an awesome job of making that thing run. We won the region both the years we ran. And we won those Dalton three or four national event wins. Yep. And it was just, they were fun to race with. They're very competitive. I love that. It's, uh, they were the elite of top alcohol dragsters. That's, they are. That's for certain. They're very serious. I, I really enjoyed racing with, with them. They, they wanted to win and win bad, which was very contagious. Did you get any kind of, and I know you're not the guy, you're very confident, don't really care what the computers people say, but... I assume you probably got a little bit of heat for that, a little shit of, you know, sure. people assume that that's backtracking. It's not because you're, like you said, there was a legitimate reason of should have done this first, wanted to get my feels around it, but how did you handle that? Um, you know, there's there's always, you know, fans are always going to have opinions, and I think that's, that's a great thing because they care and they love the sport enough to comment on it, whether it's positive or negative, I'm not, I think that's good because that they're taking time out of their day to make comments. That means they love the sport enough, and they dig it that they're making comments. So uh, I welcome all of it. I love it. I think I respected that decision so massively. I think it was so cool, and I think that people could learn from that. Where sometimes here opportunities fall into your lap. I'm one of them. Opportunity fell into my lap to go race a uh, pro stock motorcycle to go test it. Did a couple of days here actually really struggled with saying no because I didn't like it and I didn't feel like I was a two-wheel person enough to do that. I respect that too much to throw a dragster girl into it. And so we've got Bo Butner messing with us here. So that, when you did something like that, that helped me to be able to say no and say, you know, this isn't for me and I need to do other things first. And so again, that made me be sentimental on you, but that so few people tuck their tail under and say, hey, this is the right move for me, and I don't really care what you think. You got to do what you got to do, and you got to do what's what's right for the team as an entirety, and you got to do what's right for your career. And, and safety, just, too, people. Like, this is wild. You're going yeah. 330 miles an hour. If you're not comfortable, you hurt somebody. That's it. 
They may. If I'm on two wheels, you don't know. Don't be in the nine next to me. You gotta do what you love. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta do what you love. So we're going down this timeline of your career here. You're getting to see my back end. We are now into the pro stock area. Era. There's no other place you would have gone but here. Your uncle Jackie was here transitioned really nicely to when he was kind of going to spend more time with his family and you became one of our our main house cars and you you already answered one of my questions i was going to have of why pro stock but i want you to lean in a little bit more of the the difference of pro stock and like top fuel and i think what people overlook about the complications of pro stock pro stock is wild (laughs) man it's just there's nothing like it there is no class like pro stock it kind of gets a a wrap because there's a lot of Camaros and it's a lot of Chevrolet, but there's uh, not not much control that, that we have over something like that. But yeah, it's just it's so cutthroat. It's it's nasty, you know. It's it's driver's it's just, class. It's so it's a horsepower class. It's absolute. Uh, it's engineering. It's uh, it's eighteen hour days. It's um, you know that's that's why I like putting time in a simulator. That's why I like going to a gym and working on reactionary stuff. That's why I like putting in time for myself as a driver because guys like Kyle Bates and guys, you know, like Jake and the whole engine staff, everybody on the every everybody Boy, Kelly, us, Team Yellow Tilly guys, all spending twelve to eighteen hour days in these shops just making these things work. All the pro stock teams, so and that's exciting. So the drivers, you know, they're they're working on it too, and uh, it's just it's fun to me. And it's exciting. So, you know what else is fun is a race. Come on, is winning. We've we've started winning with Team Yeller now. We had a little, had some gremlins. I'm not going to say it was me, but I warmed up your car, and then you started winning. I don't know, guys. I'm just saying, but. The three wins and last year two wins, big ones at the hottest race I've ever been to, Topeka. My gosh, it was horrible. But Gator Nationals, I'm gonna talk about that one this year. Amazing. We had first race out last year. Erica dominated. You were up in the mix. Aaron was up in the mix. But it was no question whose day Sunday was in Gainesville. Talk about Gator Nats and just the vibe of that sold out place. We were making good runs and. Um just you know mark and everybody in the crew chief lounge they just were doing a great job getting the car down the racetrack and uh, my wife was there uh, look at that crowd look at all those people behind you it's wild oh yeah it was a, a family affair everybody here they just did a great job we just went testing we made two runs and testing went right to <laughs> right to the gator nationals one of the larger races of the year to win and how exciting you know we were we were uh, just on cloud nine you know, we we want to we want to stay on that cloud. For your guys, I know your I know your guts, and you do a lot of what you do for this team. You speak all the words correctly. This is a team deal. When people give you accolades, you flip it around. Us, we, your guys on Team Yellow, y'all. We have like subdivisions. We're a whole atmosphere here, and we have like zip codes: yellow, red, white, big gray. Team Yellow is one of the most intense. They are the most intense team here. Your guys, just how cool is that? to win for your guys that's the best part that's the biggest honor to to hand them a wally at the finish line there's nothing like that watch kelly weep oh yeah he'll he'll never show (laughs) never show it he's our he's our pit bull he's he's tough you know uh, he's he's one of those guys but 
everybody, they're just, everybody here, the entire organization, it's just, Richard does such a good job at wrangling everybody together. Yep. And making a, a family atmosphere out of it and getting everybody to work together and be a team and be a family. That's really hard to do because I've, I've seen it growing up because I grew up in a big family, a big family racing team. And it is a big challenge to do that. You can ask Scott Woodruff, our, yes. our head of branding here. He, he was with us at uh, Coffin Brothers Racing and Jags for, for I'd say, around 20, 30 years. And that was his, his position with us. And it's, it is tough because it's, it's, we're having fun, but at the end of the day, we're all still at work, too. So you have all of that. But It's a balance. Um, it's a healthy balance. One other thing um, about the success of this season, and I want to give it a little bit of love here, this Too Fast, Too Tasty deal. We saw a picture of you winning that. You come out, you win the Gator Nationals. And for you fans at home, the Too Fast, Too Tasty Challenge is something new. Mission Foods teamed up with NHRA, and they take the four semifinalists from the previous race and kind of re-race them. They have a little fun matchup during qualifying on Saturday for extra money, extra championship points, and it kind of gives just a little way to bring a little more excitement to Saturday qualifying. I told you down at the end, I said, you already won this thing. You ain't not winning it again. Go exclamation point that. Again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but momentum coming out and just reassuring that that race was yours to win. How cool was that too fast, too tasty? Oh, we have a really great race car with a great team. But, yeah, to win the first one with such a, a neat branded race like that, it's absolutely And they reject yellow. Yeah. Why not, right? <laughs> we wanted chips. We wanted chips and tortillas. So we needed them, too. Chef Cody here, he's uh, needing some chips. So He does. Yeah, there we it is right there. Him. Look, it matches perfectly, almost. See, we and, get, and Woody we would know that color code. I'm sure you do, too. 109C. Antone 109C. There it is. Well, I just want to wrap this up as we talk about the four rides here. So we don't cover NHRA on flow in a streaming sense, but we are trying to be the essential stop of drag racing. And NHRA is absolutely the pinnacle of the sport here. And as somebody who's raced so many different classes, so many different years, so many different tracks, bracket racing, yada, yada, yada. What do you think of four lanes at once? You know, I like it all because it's drag racing. <laughs> but, you know, I, I like everything, uh, especially when someone doesn't like something. I really like it. But um, I, I, it's cool because it's different. I like different. But I think it's fun. It's a challenge. I like the challenge. The challenge is probably the best part. Staging is tricky. Yep. It's a little bit more ocular, and it's just a little bit more cognitive because there's more going on up there. Yeah, you're People looking at different in. spots, muscle memory. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's that's what makes it interesting. So when you, I think it's easier for a fan to be here to watch it rather to watch it on a live stream or a TV. Oh, that's just, interesting. Just because it's it's more because I've watched so much on TV uh, as a kid. Four wides were new when I was. I just think it was 07 or 08. And I just remember thinking oh gosh, it's just too already. it's too compu- it's just too much going on at once to see it on a screen to where you kinda have to be here. So you gotta come to Vegas, you gotta come to Charlotte to see it. 
but once you're here, it's really cool. So it's definitely a, a good thing for drag racing because it makes a, a destination race. It makes you have to be there. So these races should be packed. Did you race Tough Fuel four wide? I did. What did that feel like? That's just, I had no intention of asking you that, but is it explode your the guts? Sound. I, the, <laughs> I see, I went 374 at like 320 something, one or two good runs in four wide, and just the sound, just the harmonics, it was so Dude, cool. and they're like both sides of oh, you, yeah. you've got rocket ships next to you. It was wild. It was really cool. That's insane. An experience. I, I like four wide in a sense of the performance, but what I don't like about it. The only thing I've got to have something bad to say is we're robbed of a round on Sunday and I like a four round racing day, but there's so much more action packed into those, those three rounds that I think it's really cool. Do you think we'll see uh, any kind of starting line nonsense this weekend in pro stock? I don't know. I that's, it's hard telling, but you, you never know really. We'll, we'll kind of see when we get there, I guess, but I don't know. Stay tuned. Listen, stay tuned is right. I want to I wanna thank you so much, TJ. I just hit you with this like two days ago yesterday. Okay. And um, I you. didn't know where this would fit in. But truly, I want to reiterate to the full audience that this is a family deal here. And as we start this podcast, my homies are helping me. My homies are coming on and telling their awesome stories from their fameful lives in the middle of winning wallies and stuff. So this is super, super important to me. I want to thank TJ Coughlin, Elite Motorsports, for letting me do this right off track in their pit here and especially i want to thank castrol edge because this and every episode of right off track is brought to you by castrol edge it's three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than the leading full synthetic and gives your engine 10 times better high temperature performance than the industry standard when you need it most castrol edge better oil maximum performance i'm getting better at that available at jegs.com available at jegs.com now how perfect was that Again, guys, it's NHRA weekend. It's four wide weekend. You know where your girl's going to be at. I really appreciate you tuning in and uh, getting to know my buddy TJ. So we will catch you in two Fridays. I think I'm going to be from uh, another four ride race, but we'll, we'll check it out there. So thank you, TJ. Thank you. We'll see you guys. Happy Friday.